that comes with being married. So for every married person here, some of them are nodding already that yes, that's the reality of marriage. Because sometimes you find out that people love the idea of marriage. They love, you know, you, you see a couple together, same fabric, they have children, you kind of just like, you know, everything around them. You like the idea, you have a wife, you have a husband to call your own, you know, when you are introducing yourself, I am Mrs., you make it loud, you know, and you, you, you just see the way some men, when you ask them, how is the family, oh, madam is doing well, the kids are okay, you know, we just kind of like the idea. But marriage itself... <laughs> Because, you know, my, my, my two sons, would, there, was, there was a time they were just disturbing me. Mommy, we want a sister. We want a sister. Well, you, uh, you don't understand. You don't understand. And uh, we want sisters to be playing with. So when they announced them down, but okay, this is our sister thing. You guys should sit down. So mommy has agreed. I'm going to have a, I'm going to give you a sister. <laughs> yeah, my husband never agreed. Because he has said, even if it's another child, it's going to be a boy. That he doesn't have the Y chromosome in inside his body. So, <laughs> so I said, okay, guys, a sister will come, oh, but let me tell you, you know, I will leave you guys to go and play football two hours. We will review it. It will be maybe 30 minutes because you now have a sister. You need to be staying with her. That sister will poo. So I'm going to teach you how to change diapers. I will teach you how to use wipes to clean. I will teach you how to use water to wash their bone. And you know, sometimes you are cleaning, they will poo again. They will poo in your hand, poo in your, they can even poo in your face. Hey, really? I said, really. Let me tell you another one. You know, every time you want to go out, you want to go out. You have a sister now. You have to grow up and be responsible for that sister. So when I want to buy things for you, I may not, I may, I may, now I can buy two or three. I may not be able to buy more than one because you have a sister. By the time I started to download all the things they will begin to do to have a sister. Because when they come to church and they see a little girl, you know, with her pink dress, her white shoe, and her bandana, they are just, ah, mommy, she looks so cute. She smells nice. Let's take her home. So that's the idea of the sister they see. But they don't know that behind all of that, there's a lot of work. So sometimes we see marriage that way. We like the idea. But there's a lot of work that comes behind what? That, that marriage. So making marriage work and making marriage easy is also possible. People are having a great time in their marriages. Don't let the social media confuse you. People are having a beautiful time in their marriages. And that's going to be our portion. We are going to enjoy our marriage. There's no need being married and, and being mad. It is marriage, not madness. It is marriage, not a mirage. It is marriage, not chaos. God had a good intention. I don't think God would create marriage and make it a, you know, a problem for some of us. But when you desire something, the proof that you desire something is now you pursue it. Am I right? The proof of desire is what? In the pursuit. So your staying here today shows a bit of your what? Of your desire to make marriage work, to make your marriage thrive. Because when you want something, you would spend time. And now you are spending time. True or true? When you want something, you, you, you part with your resources. You buy books, you attend seminars, you pay for conferences because you want that thing. So when you really want a great marriage, you will pursue it. And pursuing it will cost you. It will cost you. It will cost you. Marriage will inconvenience you sometimes. It will bring about some things you don't like. 
I, was, I, I, I say it often, marriage is for enjoyment. Yes, but it's also for endearment. You will endure. So marriage is to be enjoyed. It's not to be endured. It's a lie. It's not a complete truth. You will have fun. You will have a great time. You will enjoy and you would also endure. I am married. There are some things my spouse is doing I don't like. I'm enduring it. Put up your hand. Good. <laughs> Even up to today, I still endured. So you will be shocked that in our house, <laughs> our hands are up. If you are single, that's the reality. But here is it. We are not enduring sin. Because sometimes two people need to get it. It's not, it's not, it's not violence. It's not infidelity. It's not crazy endurance. So don't endure crazy person. Don't endure wahala. Don't endure a toxic partner. That's not what we are saying. But there are some things you will not like. Just, you know, I was saying that in my home, ma, it's my husband that is always late. You know, the general belief is that it's women that is late. They are the one dressing up for one hour. Abby? Uh-huh. So my husband, he, he, so yesterday was telling me, I was accusing him, we were going for a party, and, and I was accusing him, and the one that is always waiting. But daddy, you are, are finished. So he was telling me, you know, I grew up with five sisters. He will cream, he will use hoy, he will use powder, he will use my husband. So it's different in our house. So it's not me, everything is. Uh, because I grew up with guys who can bath and dress up in five minutes. <laughs> bath, dress, is it normal? Pastor, you know, that's how it happens at Tumba. They will dress, they will do everything. Five minutes, they will just come out, they're ready. So marriage, it would, it would, it will. There will be a bit of discomfort. So that's why if you are single, all you can do is to prepare yourself. Let your self-leadership be very high. Make it easier for the person you are going to live with. Make it easier. Work on yourself to a point where you don't become a burden to your partner. I've de- I've, I, you, you, you must have developed yourself to a point where someone is coming, you are, you are getting married, is a partnership. It's not that I'm helping you to pack socks, helping you to clean plates, helping you. You are a single guy, you make your hair by yourself, oh, nobody is sharing problem. You cook your indomie yourself, it's not sweet, you eat this thing like that. You cook your concoction yourself, you, you clean your house yourself, you figure out how to wash your clothes or give a cleaner. But suddenly you just marry and something just shifts in your brain. Entitlement. That thing will just, you know, you ah, as a ballet now, head of the family. Because marriage is serving. You are coming into marriage to serve. It is a service. You are coming to serve. That's what marriage is. Am I communicating, friends? We are coming to serve. You will have to tolerate, you will have to forgive. You will have to accommodate. You will have to be tolerant. You will have to be humble and committed. But I like to always say some things with caution when we say you have to be tolerant. Not tolerant of people who are going to mess up your marriage. Because it's only in Africa that you cannot question an elderly person. You can't question elderly people. You just believe that every Agbalagba is wise. And they are not. The fact that somebody is old doesn't mean that person is wise. So a, 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 a case handling at the moment, very painful. They have just been married six weeks. Six weeks. So the mother-in-law came into Lagos for an event. 
and thought, oh, I've missed my son. Let me just go and say hi. So called the son and said, okay, mommy, you can come around, thinking she would come and maybe leave later in the day or at max the following day. This couple live in a room and a palace self-contained. Am, am I, are you with me? Mama came in and they felt, okay, oh no, let's tolerate, right? She will go the second day. They vacated their only room and decided to be staying in their parlor. So the following morning, ah, Mama was not, <laughs> the arrangement was not that she's not ready to go. The lady called the husband. I mean, you should be the one to talk to your mom. I'm hoping that by later today, she should leave. Mama said no, that she just she had that one of her friend's daughter delivered. So her naming will be another five days. Are you with me? And so since she's in Lagos, she should just be around. Already the lady didn't like it. If I was a lady, so I would not like it. I mean, you will like it. <laughs> so I didn't like it. But they say we should tell her. So, on one of the nights, this couple who had moved into their living room were doing the do. What couples do? What married couples do? Abi, Mama is in the bed. They are in their living room, enjoying their life. Honeymoon is still going on. Mama now went to pee. If you are married, do all that you can. They have always said it is with the women. So, for those of us who are already in our this age, <laughs> let's begin to leave our children. Let's, let's, let's receive wisdom so that we will not turn to, to witches. Hmm? So Mama woke up, saw this couple doing what couples do. A sensible person, she just said, ah, close door and go away. She now woke up in the morning and was harassing the wife. Ah, ah, what was that you were, you want to break, you want to kill my son? Why would you say? Why, why would you be doing that? I don't know what this tidy woman was. <laughs> I don't know what this tidy woman was doing on the husband. Are you with me? Our mama was harassing the girl and said, ah, why will you be doing that? You were even doing this and doing that. Are you a sloth? That was where the problem started. Because the lady couldn't stand that statement. I'm having sex with my husband in my house. You are an intruder. I accepted you for a few days. So that was how the lady also gave it back to mama. We the pile up anger, we didn't even want you around. You have vacated our room for you. We are thinking you will go. You are already saying for another one week. And we are saying we are okay with that. And you are talking nonsense. So the, the what made it more painful was the way the husband reacted. Because the man that should have been sensible and wise enough to say, Mama, Tobati Dola, Ekpada, village. He's six weeks old. So for some of us who still have our mothers, please check them. Eh, check them. You know, I can talk to my mom. I may not be able to talk some things to my mother-in-law. Let's check them. They are already in a mess right now because when the, when the guy insisted that mama would stay, the lady said, no, she's not going to stay. So she moved to her friend's place for two days. Six weeks. So when we say tolerate, there are some things you must not tolerate. There must be limits. So when we were coming in the car, I was discussing with Mr. Tunde, you know, one of my team members. So I was asking about his mom, and he said, Mama is still around. And I said, ah, since we started gisting. And so I was, I was thinking in my head, ah, Mama is still around. You know, it's been a while. So I was just trying to figure out. And he was, so and I told him, I said, I hope Mama is not being of an inconvenience. So he started to download that. Even the wives don't want Mama to go when they come. It's the mama that will cook, that will sell gi, that will do everything. The mama is like our help. So, mama, 
That's the kind of mother-in-law we should say they should come. Not the one that they are coming, already praying ahead. Pray for that Lord. Let something tie her down. So when she was, he was downloading that, even my wife wants her to come. I said, that one is better. But at least she will still have the boundaries. How did we get here? We are talking about what marriage, what happens in marriage. And some of the things we would have to tolerate. <clears throat> but sometimes, we have, we have to make sure that the boundary is what? Is very clear and is defined. And I'm also speaking to single men who are about to marry or men who are already married. The moment you are married is your family, it's your life, it's your home. Because your family is not an extension of your parents' family. It's a new civilization, it's a new development, it's a new life you are building. And the boundary has to be clear. In-laws have destroyed marriages a lot. So please, some things your wife may not be able to say, you must be a microphone, you must be a mouthpiece. You must be there to fight for your wife, to defend your wife, to protect her. Not, not just mother-in-law, some sister-in-laws are impossible. Some brother-in-law can also be impossible. Was telling me about another brother-in-law. He said the second day they packed this load, oh yeah, before you scatter family. It happened to us too. We, had, we brought in somebody from the village. Blah, 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 blah. The moment I told my husband, oh yeah, second day, you will be fine. Everybody will be okay. That's last. Because this one is my own word, jurisdiction. So men, please fight for your wife. I didn't plan to say that, but maybe somebody needs to hear that. Everybody cannot come. Six weeks, what, what are they looking for? What are they looking for? You know, I, I just kept thinking in my head, some, some people can just, the fact that you are an elderly person doesn't mean you are, you even see some things and do as if you never saw. So marriage comes with it, a lot of goodness and a lot of what? A lot of work. You will labor and you would have rewards because God is interested in our marriages. Do you believe that? God is interested in our so, Marriage is a tool in the hands of God. He wants to use our marriage to change society, to change the world. You are coming into marriage to serve the person you are married to. Serving that person to make sure that person realizes the dreams and the ambitions and the calling and the purpose of God for their life. So if you are married, one of the assignments that you have is that you are holding that person's hand and you are saying, where are you headed? I'm going to help you achieve it. Am I communicating? You want to help that person to live the life that God wants them to live. You don't want to be an hindrance. You don't want to be a bother. That's why this conversation must be ongoing. You must talk about it before marriage and talk about it while you are what you are in the marriage. You are together because you want to bless humanity with your life. As a couple, there is a vision for that family. There is a vision for your coming together. And it's geared towards what? God, humanity, life, and then your seeds. Marriage will make you happier. It will make you better. It will make you, you know, it would improve you. That's what marriage should do. Marriage should improve you. Marriage should make you better and not bitter. Are we together? So if you're a single person, one of the greatest things you'll be doing for yourself and your marriage in advance is to take care of yourself. 
We've talked about self-knowledge. You must know yourself, no doubt. And you can't know everything, but keep learning. Keep being more word, more self-aware. Make your life easier for the person that will come in to live with you. Make that togetherness smoother. You are opinionated. You will hug you and hug you and hug you and hug you. You always have a response to everything. <laughs> mm, I, I, I say my mind though, every time I say my mind. I always say my mind. Everything in my heart, I, I, I have to say it. Sometimes the thing will die inside your heart. You will bury it by you. You will chew it by yourself. How forgiving are you as a single person? Because marriage will tell you that it's a journey of two forgivers. How forgiving are you? You have been having malice since 18, 18, 1879. The malice is still inside. How committed are you? What have you been committed to as a single person? You have been very committed to it. Because marriage is commitment. True or true? So if you don't have that pattern already, it's going to be difficult. You don't have the pattern of forgiving. It's going to be tough somehow. You don't forgive. You, don't, you, are, not, you are not considerate. You are very selfish. <laughs> because marriage will reveal it, right? Marriage is selflessness. It's all about the other person. And, you are be, and we are trusted that the other person will also make it about what? About you. That, that's what makes it healthy. Am I communicating? Not that you make your life everything about the other person and you are getting nothing in return. Because it should actually flow. So that someone is not dying at the expense of the other. Because you see marriages like that as well. They say we should give. We should give. No, it's give and take. But don't come with the mindset of taking. You are coming to what? To give. To serve. So right now as a single person, who are you giving to? As a single person right now, who are you giving to? Yes, you are working, you, are, you, have, you have, you know, a level of financial um, um, capacity. Who have you bought GC form for? Who have you taken care of? At least in your own little capacity. Because that's one thing about marriage. You can go and work for 30 days, and after 30 days, <laughs> the percentage of the salary you get that will come back to you is very little. You don't get it. Married people, you understand what I'm saying, Abby? And you'll be wondering. Yeah. Because you will give. Wife will collect. Husband will collect. Children will collect. In-laws will collect. You may not buy a shoe in one month. Or think about it very well. Somebody is saying one month. You may not even buy months. That's marriage. And you'll and you be doing it joyfully. You will not frown. You will do it excitedly. I hope I'm making sense. That's marriage. So don't like the idea when you see some couples together. Yes, like it, appreciate it, but there is a lot that goes on behind. A lot of forgiveness, a lot of kindness, a lot of patience. So I'm single. I don't take nonsense. I remember when, my, when I took my husband home and my mom said, Shoti, Wodada. She doesn't take nonsense, oh. She doesn't, and that was, I said, ah, why would this woman be saying this? We, you know, we bring God's band. Just package somebody small. She said, have you seen her very well? I'm sure you have seen her. She can be stubborn, no? She, can, she will not take nonsense, no? But we had to grow. We had to, you know, develop ourselves. 
so that don't, marriage doesn't now become difficult. So when people say marriage is difficult, it's because we, are, we don't understand what it is and what it is required. So we get into it and we are not happy, we are frustrated. And people think the next thing to do is to exit. So if you are always very sure of abandoning friendships, if it's a pattern, when, when people just offend me, so I just abandon them. And then I just shut the door. You can't talk to me again. You are not my friend again. This one will offend you. And the offender will be in your eyes. Will be in your space. God will not help you. You will not start your marriage in one room. <laughs> On two by four bed. That you have no choice. And you sleep together. So that's marriage. But however it is, it's a beautiful union. It's a beautiful thing to be married. You don't know how it feels when you wake up. I was greeting this brother outside. I said, what's your name again? Mr. Is that your babe? Oh, God. <laughs> Pastor, I said, is this his babe? You are saying it's his wife. Ah. <laughs> you see your life? <laughs> I know he's married. So when he was, yeah, so I now greeted him outside. I said, bro, how are you doing? How is your babe? He said, no, I'm, I'm married now. I said, ah. <laughs> so I should be asking me, how is madam? <laughs> how is madam? That one looks small. Uh -uh. Madam one late. <laughs> you know. So, so, um, so when I said it, again, pastor said, ah, he's married. So you are expecting that they should not be calling wife, babe. We are babe, oh, I be a, if I come back with him, madam. <laughs> you know. Right? So, marriage is beautiful. And marriage is also risky. Right? Marriage is partnership, and it's what? It can be risky. <laughs> because you don't know what lies ahead. Not saying that to scare anybody. I've been married for 10 years, and there are things that have happened I didn't see. We dated six years, six, six, years, six months. We knew each other a lot, but we didn't know each other enough. It can never be enough. And because, like I said the last time, there's different seasons in marriage, right? Different times. You're married as a single person, you'll be a pregnant woman, you'll be a wife, you'll be a mother, you'll be a sister-in-law. All of this requires different graces, different, <laughs> different layers, different expressions, and all of that. So you don't know what would happen in marriage. People get married, and sickness happen. People get married, and loss happen. People get, nobody prays to be married, and then you are seeing your partner on, on wheelchair, on, you know, bedridden for months. Life happens. So take that risk calculatedly if you are single. Listen, you must do all the consultation that there is that you can do. You must do all the counseling, all the prayers, all the questioning that there is that you can what you can do. As far as your eyes can see, do it. And leave the rest to God. Am I communicating? You must pray, you must ask questions, you must be deliberate. You must take that risk calculatedly. You must ask all the questions. You don't have to rush it. All of us will not get married in our 20s. 
All of us will not get married in our 30s. Something it will happen in their 40s and they will be happy. Am I communicating? But take that risk with a lot of patience. You question and you negotiate a win-win as a single person. If you are negotiating marriage, don't, don't negotiate that the other person will be at a loss. You are negotiating for yourself. What is in it for me? And can I serve this person? Do I have an idea where this person is going? Can I give my all? Because sometimes what we are finding right now, people come into marriage with one leg. Because of life experiences, they saw their hands, they saw their, their brother, their uncle, what social media is saying. So people are coming into marriage, they are not willing to give everything. They are coming with, mm, that may be testing, but you are married already. And there is no way you can, you can, you can you enjoy the full benefits of marriage if you don't give your all. You have to give your all, no matter the experiences that you have had. Directly or indirectly, you are coming to give your whole emotionally, coming to give your whole financially, coming to give your whole, your time, your energy, your belief. You want to pour everything, your love into this person until that person gives you a benefit of doubt. You must give everything to that marriage because you don't want to build your own marriage on the experiences of others. And that's what we see sometimes. People come into marriage already have a separate account. They have a secret account. I remember a mentor telling us that story about 10 years ago. A woman already built a mansion, and the husband did not know. The worst of it, rented the apartment. They are living inside, collecting rents from the husband. The day the husband realized, I've been living in my wife's house for five years. <laughs> it's not possible. So it's my wife that has this house. That we are living in this flat. She's the landlord I've been paying to. Because the man was surprised. Ah, this is our landlady must be very nice. Five years, no increment, let's go and see them. And pay, ah, landlord, you are a very nice person. And the wife kept postponing. Hey, this head is out of the country. It will be, ah, five years, no increment, does everything. Ah, once I spy pipe issue, landlord fixes it. Once I plumbing water, landlord shows up. In this Lagos, let's go and see that person. It must be an angel and not a landlord alone. So one thing led to the other, to the other, to the other, and Eliza, wah, woo, wah, wah. Alas, now my wife. So, but if you sit that woman down, she will have experience to tell. The reason why she did, she will have experiences to tell. So you have women also who come and they tell us, keep your colo, even our mothers will tell us. <laughs> Don't let your husband know, keep your colo, have your savings. Because men, you cannot trust them. <laughs> and so you come into marriage with fear. You are not trusted. You are not opening up. And there's a level of blessing that cannot come. Because there's no what? Synergy. There's no, there's no, there's no transparency. There's no full commitment. Are we together? So I'll quickly run through some of the things I've... Um, I've tried to highlight to make us understand more of the things that marriage requires. Marriage can work. It shouldn't be this difficult. It shouldn't be this. I have a great relationship with my husband, and I know a lot of couples who are also having a great time in their marriages. But it takes a lot of intentionality, and that's the first thing I'm going to share with you. A lot of what? 
intentionality. You can't leave your marriage to chance. You can't be on the fence. And that's why you have to, you have to have done the right foundation. You have to have laid the right foundation. Am I communicating, friends? Am I communicating, friends? If the right foundation is laid, and these few things I'll be sharing is consistent in that marriage, there's no way that marriage won't thrive. There's no way that marriage will not be beautiful. So intentionality, you being mindful of your marriage, being conscious of staying connected to your partner. Because everybody wants to have a great marriage, but not everybody will have a great marriage, unfortunately. It takes more than desire. Everybody wants a great marriage. Wouldn't you want to celebrate 25 years, 40 years, and it's a good marriage? Not just 40 years of, <laughs> I'm just planning you. Because how would you say that a woman that has been married 40 years now decides to divorce? That's year of bitterness. When my last child has married and the man is sick, I would divorce. That's pain, and the person is trying to what? To revenge. So if you love yourself, my brother, take care of your wife. <laughs> Look to that brother beside you and say, take care of your wife. If they are single, so take care of your future wife. <laughs> mm. Right? So not everybody would have a great marriage, unfortunately. But everybody that gets married desire that it works. But many at times, people are not ready to put in the work. So you, we have to be intentional. We have to be deliberate. We have to have a strategy that this relationship, what exactly do we want? We have to be conscious. Are we together? We have to be conscious and mindful of staying fresh, staying connected, building our togetherness. And unfortunately, building that togetherness doesn't happen alone by prayers. So when they say couples who stay together, pray together, it's not exactly true. Mm. Right? It's not completely true. So we have to be intentional. We have to be deliberate. We are, we are married. We want this marriage to, to be beautiful. We want, uh, we, want, we want to enjoy our time together. So what do we need to do consistently to make it happen? Intentionality. It is that intentionality that will make you have rituals that you do. Things you do every day. Somebody say every day. Yes, so. It's every day. It's not the one annual vacation that you go and have. And one week, everybody cannot sleep. It's only that one week. And it's the vacation that you will go fighting and come back fighting. Because there was no right relationship before the vacation. Vacation is sweet where everything is rosy. You don't understand. So it has to be every day. One way every day of showing love to your partner. It could be as simple as a hug. Simple as, you know, a thank you. Simple as helping them pack their bag to work. You don't know how, how much people want to be married. Many years ago, we had a brother in our church. And he got married we were all, we, because he was quite of age. We were all happy. We celebrated with him. And on the wedding day, you know, he was just crying. When they said, kiss the bride, you know. He was just crying, crying. And so later we had the mom had died a long time ago, blah, blah, blah. But I just felt ah, there was more to these tears. 
And so, after the wedding, we, were, we got talking. I said, ah, Mr. T, why were you all crying that day? He said, ah, Kemi, you don't understand. I, have, I, I never had a family. But I've always longed that. I wanted to be married and build, you know, raise a family. And so, growing up, life was tough. I went to school late, graduated late, had to walk. So, he just gave me a brief. And he said, to that day, I looked at myself. That me, I'm going to be married. Someone will be living with me. I would have a wife to call my own so I can have children. I said, ah. You know, sometimes we just take some things for granted, really. And I would always remember that brother. The way he was sharing it with me, it was very emotional. That, you know, so he said, I have someone I can love, that I can share life with, we can, we can live together. That's marriage for some people. So that guy was crying on that day. All of us thought he was thinking about his mother that has died. It was something else. This way I can, I, someone, I can approach someone and someone can say, yes, I'll marry you. I'll build life with you. And that brother loved that auntie. Oh, Marubu Santaya. <laughs> you would think that, you know, my husband was telling me a few days ago, he said, ah, did you use jazz for me? I said, yeah, jazz. What you get yet, you are visiting all the concussion in this world. The thing has mixed with your intestine, with your blood, with the water. So I was thinking about that brother. He loved the aunts. When you just see them, you're like, these are lovely people. Friends. You have to be deliberate. It doesn't happen by prayer. It doesn't happen by I am married. It's everyday work. You don't take leave from marriage. You don't take sabbatical. You don't go, you don't go anywhere. There has to be something you do every day that puts something in that tank. However little it is. Oh, are there days I slept hungry? You know, the third was a marriage counseling. You must forgive that night. Oh, more, I will sleep and snore. <laughs> it's my husband that started it. <laughs> what am I saying? There will be times that it won't be nice. There will be times you have disagreement. You didn't marry a crazy person. You didn't marry a low donor. The person will disagree with you. You, are both, you both have sense. You are both cerebral, right? You can think at least. So you don't always agree. And as a matter of fact, if you have a partner who is always agreeing to everything you are saying, you cannot go far. <laughs> that when you say we are going A, you say yes, ma. We are going B, whatever you say, my Lord. We are going C, your wish shall be done. We are going D, no problem. Mm -mm. There is problem. Someone should say, hello, sir. I disagree with you. I have a serious argument. I have a superior argument. And I could be right. Because two should be better than one. So what's that person contributing? When everything you say, the person has to agree. And that's what feeds feed some men's ego. Mm. You are going to be limited. Are we communicating? The Bible says one will chase what? Do you see that math? That two will chase ten? I don't, I don't understand it. When one is chasing one, she should just chase maybe one and a half or two. But it's time that's the power of synergy and power of collaboration in marriage. So we have to be what? Intentional. We have to be deliberate. What am I doing to stay close to my partner? What am I doing to stay fresh, to stay intimate, to stay friends? Everybody wants, I want my husband to be my best friend. It doesn't happen by you are saying it. There are things we have to do every day. How nice, how loving, how tolerant are you? And that was why I built it up to say last time we talked about knowledge of your partner. You remember? 
You must know your partner to be able to serve that person well. You must know that person so that you are after that person's interests. If you don't know me, how can you love me? If you don't know me, how can you bless me? If you don't know what I want, how can you deliver it? The next thing is emotional mastery. Is a, is, is, a, is a word I'm giving you, but I'll, I'll put it up together. Emotional what? Mastery. You will, marriage will require that you have emotional mastery to emotional intelligence, to emotional wisdom, to emotional... Help me now. Eh? Emotional damage. No. <laughs> to mastery, to wisdom, to maturity. And emotional intelligence simply means you are aware of your words, your actions, your behavior, and how it affects the other person. You can't talk anyhow. You can't behave anyhow. You can't treat your partner anyhow. There will be conflict. When there are conflicts, are you going to throw a charger? Are you going to throw a cup? Are you going to yell? Are you going to bring out a knife? Are you going to bring out a gun? Am I communicating, friends? Marriage will require that you would add patience to perseverance, to endurance, to calmness, to temperance, <laughs> to long suffering. So if you don't have it now, that should even be what you should face. I don't like to label, but you know yourself. I don't want to say maybe you are not patient or you are not. Mm -mm. Shall know yourself. Know your level. And as you are praying, you are receiving wisdom. And you are deliberately developing on it. So emotional intelligence is very important. If you are going to keep that marriage flourishing, thriving, beautiful. Because things will happen. So when I also talk about emotional intelligence, is that you must know how to create the boundary between your relationship with the opposite sex. That's part of emotional maturity, right? Are we together, friends? Knowing how to handle conflict is one. And knowing your boundary with the world opposite sex. Emotional wisdom as well when it comes to money. Handling money, managing money. Because some people, the reason that their marriage failed is because of what? They can't handle the opposite sex. They can't manage that relationship. You have to be emotionally matured enough to know how to draw the boundaries. Because if you have not cheated on your partner, I beg you in the name of God, don't go near it. Less than 2% of marriages recover after adultery. It's low, it's painful. But so, and if you have, do everything in your power to save that marriage. We touched on that briefly last month, right? Do everything you can. But if you have never, don't go near it. If there is a problem, a sexual problem, any issue, any, let's get, find help. Don't ever think adultery would help. It might, it might help you temporarily. But at the long run, it's going to destroy and mess up a lot of things. Because social media makes it look like it's okay. The big boobs are there. Why not? You, you, can, just, you can have a great time. Mm. Social media will not be there to help you. <laughs> are we together? So we have to be emotionally intelligent in making sure that you are living peacefully with your partner. I have a husband that when there are issues, let's talk about it, let's resolve it. My husband will not sleep. So, and sometimes I said, if we talk about it now, we even be handy for it. Let me sleep. 
So we now remember they told us during marriage counseling, you must always resolve. I said, I don't think that advice is very good. Sometimes sleep is healthy. When you sleep, you are calmer. You are relaxed. You are, you know, the, the tension has gone down. And you can then, you know, process and manage it. So sometimes when you hear advice, it's always filter it. Am I communicating? Even if it's what I'm saying, you filter it. Everybody, the faces I'm seeing are not to lodos. So what I'm saying is it's nonsense. Uh -huh. Level, I don't know everything. It's only God that knows everything. So I'm human, I can also make mistakes. Am I communicating? Because there are different levels of knowledge. It is only God that knows everything is level one. Everybody should be at that level. And accept that there are some things you don't know. But there are some things I don't know. I don't know, I don't know. And I don't want to know. That's dangerous. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know those things. And I'm not even, I don't want to know. There are some things I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I want to know. That's better. But some people, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I should know. And I don't want to know. <laughs> Calamity. Because we need to keep growing and changing and getting better. True or true? So, intentionality, whew, time is gone. If you don't finish today, we'll continue next week. Emotional mastery. The next thing is need, and You are coming into marriage to meet needs. I've said it many times. You are coming into marriage to serve. Your partner has emotional needs. They have sexual needs. They have physical needs. They have social needs. They have financial needs. Am I communicating married couples? And you have to meet those needs consistently. Sexually, you have to be on top of your game. <laughs> yes, so, because that's one of the needs. I can, I, I can even allow somebody to cook for my husband once a while. Even though he doesn't like to eat. I say, hello. Let somebody cook for you. We can buy food from outside, man of God. But I swear nobody can meet for my husband. Uh, I don't want anybody to meet that one. It's only me that want to meet it exclusively, and that should be what it is. Don't say you want to help me in that department. Mm -mm. I don't need help because the help will turn to problem. So your partner has needs. So when you are coming into marriage, that's why that's why we always say you are coming into marriage to give. So expect that the both of us realize that I want to meet my needs, and my my wife also wants to meet what meet my needs. That person needs companionship. The need for is a major need in marriage. And that's one of the reasons why I believe that God created and instituted what? Marriage. To have a friend to talk, someone to share your burden, someone to share your happy times, to share your bad times, to share your struggles with. That's why if you're not listening to your partner, <laughs> there's a serpent around in office, on social media. Oh, they are waiting, they are, we, have, we have answers. Just come and talk to us. You don't understand it. Because there's that need that should be met in your marriage. So your wife wants to talk, you don't have years to hear, you're always busy. Husband wants to chat, you don't have time. He's around. And that person will, you know, once you create that, that avenue, you open it up. Because many a times, Infidelity starts with what? A conversation. There's something in my heart. There's something troubling me. It's a lie. Defy them to cancel. 
Because many people have said, when they think back to their journey into infidelity, majority of them knew from the first conversation that this is not going to end well. From the very first conversation, first or second, you saw the red flags, but you nurtured it. You didn't quickly what? Terminate it. So, need for money, need for companionship, need for support, need for togetherness, need for sex. Your partner needs what? Sexual intimacy. It's a major need that God created exclusively for what? For marriage. Even though people are saying, what's there? Have sex, enjoy your life. I, have, I believe, and that's what I strongly believe, that sex should be what? In marriage. It should be enjoyed in marriage. You know, the very first time I was going to have sex with my husband, I, was, I, I sat down on the bed. I was thinking, is this, how, is this how they have sex? And so people are single. A woman of God. And they are opening everything like this. This is the way they have sex. And you are single and you are this. Is this open? It's... And that's what is usually the pain in the heart of many people when the jilt happens, when they start that hot breakfast. The pain is much more than the broken relationship. It's what you have given. It's the, it's the, it's the so much of what should have, the value that should have been reserved that you have given. You have hanged your leg, you have, ah, you have done everything. So people will not get until they get home. Don't worry. But I was, you know, I just kept thinking in my head. So all of, we're having sex, we're having, these are people who have sex. The, the nakedness, the vulnerability. Right. So there is need for attention, attraction, affection, affirmation. Your partner needs to be appreciated. Your partner needs to be what? Needs to be what? Are we together? Please, let's start up on our fear. Are you people sleeping? <laughs> right. Need for attention. Attending to that person. Need for acceptance. That person needs to know you accept him or her. That person is not perfect. There is nobody that is perfect. But we should make sure we are improving. Because some people just hide under nobody is perfect. And they are becoming a nuisance to everybody. No. You are not perfect, but you are mindful of it. Remember when we talk about self-consciousness? You are conscious that, yes, there are some things in my life that needs to improve, and I'm deliberate about improving on them. There is need for affirmation. Affirm that person. You are a blessing to my life. Have right words to speak, to say. <laughs> I remember one man of God that said she was dating a girl and then went to visit that girl. And from the gates of the house, the kind of curses, he was hearing because he didn't grow up in a family like that. And you don't curse. I can't even stand it. That he went close to be sure that it was coming from the flat and heard that it was the parents of the girl speaking. That it, it, the words, the curses that were flying. Hey, this girl, she, this is a revelation. Even though it might be different, the girl may be different. But you also cannot totally detach your family background and the influences it has on you. Because like later mentioned, few months into the relationship, 
Any small thing like this is verbal abuse. Verbal, big, big ones. I can't even be saying it in, in, you know. And it's because of where she grew up. Right? So, but what are we saying? Let the words that come out of our mouth be seasoned with grace. Positive affirmation towards your partner. Because one of the things we have realized that also destroys marriage quickly is criticism. When you, are, when you criticize ten times and appreciate once, sometimes we do it to our children as well. When our children show up, we have something bad to say. But when they do something great, we don't, we don't mention, we don't acknowledge it. And human beings cannot thrive in such an environment where they are not what? Appreciated or affirmed. So your partner needs it. Your partner what? Needs it. So the F, the next word is F. Every marriage needs fun and fondness. Every marriage needs what? Fun. There has to be fun. There has to be fondness. There has to be admiration. There has to be deliberate and intentionality again. Back to recreation. Because some of us just got married. So if you are, sing if, if you are single or you are just newly married, let this be at the foundation. Cultivate it now. Cultivate it from the year one. Cultivate it. It was something that we did when we got married. Every year we sit down, we mark it out. Movie date, outing, beach date. Someone is wondering, marriage? Yes, that it is. You have to be intentional. Quarterly outing. Because I married a person that can, if you leave him, he can work 365 days in a year. So because I knew before I got married, what is a strategy that we had to devise. And it worked. There were times we only met 60% of what we wrote down. But that 60% was a major plus to our relationship. There were times we met 70. There were times we met less than 50. But at least we were deliberate that we had to keep up. Am I communicating, friends? Yeah. So when people say marriage is not working, ask them what they are working. Ask them what they are doing. When they say the marriage failed, ask them what they did. Marriage don't fail by accident. People allow themselves go. And we are human beings, we are social beings. We need love, we need connection, we need fun, we need humor. So every married person must be a little comedian. Small, small. You must have it. If you don't have it, you develop it, you build it. Sometimes you have to be naughty and nasty. Are you yule? <laughs> Just make sure there is peace. There is joy. Am I communicating, friends? There is something you are doing to make your partner happy. You think everything is about money? I realize it is not always, always so. Money is good, no doubt. We need fund, no, uh, fund, funds, no doubt. But you have to be deliberate. How am I making this person word? Happy. So there has to be a lot of fun. A lot of deliberately create re recreation time. When was the last time you had a date? When was the last Somebody say, ha. When was the last time? And these things have to be planned. There is no time. Oh. There is no time for what you don't create time for. There is no time. Do you live in Lagos? Some you will even plan, you will cancel. And you will then you replan. But you are in the process. Am I communicating? There is deliberate, you know, strategy. There is intentionality. And that is what people find difficult to do. And the same marriage as what? Has broken down. Are we together? So, 
The next word there will be S, security. How many of you have securities in your house? I mean security guards in your estate, in your house. Ah, uh-uh. Okay, you shall have though you have padlock that you... <laughs> you are your own security. You have key. You go and check and make sure the door is locked. <laughs> because it's something you treasure you are trying to protect. So if your marriage is very, very, which I believe is a treasure to you, you will secure it. You make your partner feel secure when they are in that relationship with you. Recently, we are working with a couple recovering from adultery. And this man, every week, there's somebody doing bed in his office. The man you are trying to help. And the people doing bed, they are not men. He will now use his DP. He will put the picture. Some very dangerous. Even when I saw the, the, the picture of the people, I said, they are those Zenith Bank ladies. I didn't say that to please help me post it online. Just joking. Right? So I said, there are some things you cannot do. Hello, sir. You have already messed up. You are trying to recover. Who should not even have a phone if not you? Must somebody do better in your office? If they not do better, must you put this on your DP? That your wife will see. And then maybe she's not being, she's not being, I said, hello, sir. There's danger. It's a patient not seeing it. So how much of security are you giving your partner? How are you making them feel secured? Emotionally secured? Because that's what your marriage needs. Do you agree with me? Even if not marriage, you are in a relationship with someone. And the person is not making you feel secured. Are you going to want to be with that person? You begin to think, am I really sure I want to be here? How reliable can that person be? How dependable can that person be? Is this person making me feel safe? You put picture on DP. You want to receive call. You go out. And you carry the phone. It's ringing. There is no network. You now go out. You that you have seen before. Who should receive call and put it on speaker? But my wife is here. You know, yes. Because you are trying to recover, you are trying to heal from a major mess. Who should go out and say, yeah, my wife knows where I am. So when there is already a damage, that's why I said, if you have not done it, oh, just declare. It's not as easy as many people think it is. The pain of betrayal can be very, very painful. It can be very painful. People process it differently. And so you put that lady's picture. I think someone needs to hear this. So you put that lady's picture. And your wife is thinking a million and one thoughts. The woman on that DP has everything. Front and back. Boo, boo, boo. Everything is. And she's processing. She begins to have, you know, self-doubt. She begins to think maybe she was never even an option. She was never a spec for you. You don't get it, sir. That's what it is. And you, and you make someone go through such a torture. Because of an irresponsible decision. And now you are even trying to recover. You are still messing up and saying she's just feeling somehow. Civilly insecure. Who made her insecure? So men, do we need to grow up? The men I'm talking to are not here. They are online. They are on the streets. They can hear the speaker. They are not in their... Uh-uh. 
these faces I'm seeing, they are holy. Uh, but pastor said they should hear it. They should hear it, Abby. So pastor just said, I should just, you know, uh, just say it so that they can shower. They can hear it. Mm. It's, not there. it's not for them. So the D is the next word, and that is dedication. Daddy. Yes. 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 Hopefully you can figure it out. The D is dedication. That this marriage, we die here. Hmm. Somebody say, hmm. Die here. I mean, what you want to die for, you must see that it's something that is worth dying for. True or true? Because true, some people can actually not die for the marriage. But what I'm saying is that all things being equal, you want to put in the work, you want to put in the effort, you are dedicated to that relationship to making sure it lasts, it's strong, it's fulfilling for your partner and for you. You are dedicated first of all to self-development because your marriage will not grow beyond your growth. If you grow, your marriage will grow. If you have more knowledge and you put the same knowledge into your marriage, it helps your relationship. Am I communicating? The more better you are as a person, it's, it radiates on everything around you. Your friendship with your partner, your children, your colleagues and friends just get better because you are developing yourself spiritually, socially, mentally, intellectually, financially. You are getting better. So dedication to the values, to the vision, to the aim, to the focus of that marriage. Why did we get married? Why did we get married? It's a question all of us should go back home and really ask you. So that when the test come, you will know why you got together. Because those who got together for money, when the money finish, or more, they pack their bag and they leave. They got together because they wanted children. When there are no children, they shoot it out to get children. Am I communicating? So why are we together? And I'm sure you know the reason for your coming together is not just to have children. There are other options to having children. If you came together to have to, just to have children, it's not enough. It's not strong enough when the challenges and the crisis would come. So there must be something deeper, something stronger. Why you decided to marry that person? Or you are deciding or considering to marry that person. So you are dedicated to your personal growth. You are dedicated to your spouse, making sure that person becomes a better human being in your hands. That after five years, ten years of marriage, people can say, wow. God bless you for the improvement, the impact, the work. You know, when you see some men before they got married, and you see them well packaged, and I see some single sisters, some single brothers, they are liking somebody else's wife. Now walk if they like, so go find your home. You know, I just like, you know, I just like uh, Pastor Yida. Maybe some of you have seen her 20 years ago, you don't even want to touch her. Abby, when you see some people's wife, ah, ah. Molo set by it is work. It's somebody says labor. You need to go and cultivate your own, isn't it? So you must be dedicated to your spouse, making sure that person gets better, improves in your end. Dedicated to the marriage. And if you have children, you are dedicated to your children, to parenting, to making sure that your marriage is not part of the marriage is contributing chaos to humanity. Because that's one thing that God is expecting of you and I from our marriage. When you marry and you make a decision to have children, you must be dedicated to raising those children so that they do not become Boko Arams. 
You see, not somebody that gave birth, they carried them in their stomach now. They did they fall from heaven. They were either from a from a they were either a product of a marriage or out of marriage, but somebody delivered, somebody had sex. Somebody made a commit decision to have sex that knew that yes, you could get to pregnant. Carried it for nine months and then raised a problem. So every thief, the thief that almost dropped my husband recently, the one that is from a family. So if everybody, let all of us in here, just focus on our own family and be dedicated. Like, okay, after 20 years, when these kids are grown, we want to look back and say, thank you, Lord. We have done our bit. So when they say, we are coming back in nine months to, to do naming ceremony, it's amen with caution. The head has already been filled. We are trying to recover from the problems. If you are not going to be dedicated to raising children, don't have children. It's hard, but that's the truth. Don't have, there is a lot of problem on ground already. So, and parenting is a lot of work. It changes your life. 360 degrees. Parenting. Some parents are here now. They are, they are not here. They are thinking children, 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 children. So when I see young couple, when, when we got married, we, we did one year of no children. Because we got married, we were both celibate. And we said, okay, let's even do one year to enjoy our life. So enjoy your life. Because some people from second week of wedding, when you today, God will now punish you. That pregnancy will be those ones that will be spitting. They will be vomiting. They will not have strength to come and do God's while. I remember that brother. I said, I came to you, you told us. I said, I told you. You guys, are, you've been celibate for a while. Your wife is a virgin. Get married and enjoy your life. Second day we saw the sister in church. You don't carry belly. And she's now sick. And the man said, ah, even if I did not taste the thing at all, I would have still been okay. But the one more that I have tasted that thing, ah, my wife needs to be fine, no? <laughs> this is what our doctor is saying. Ah, she has to be fine. So I said, I told you. Well, I can't instruct you. I can't, I can't put a gun to your head to plan your life. Even if it's six months or a few months. What, is, what are the womb watchers? Will they give you school fees? <laughs> Come and ask us so. Mm. They will just be asking you how is children. I won't What they were? School won't call. Like, well, you know you're, you're about to pay school fees. You know, just, just, just let me, let me pay for your last born. Nobody. It's you by yourself. So calculate it. So I met a young guy, he said, you know, I'm the only child. Say, and so? So only child, you, are, you, are, you, are, you must now have a dozen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, you have to be dedicated. Because it takes more than money. It takes more than a lot psychologically, emotionally, mentally. Work that will be in that relationship. Are we together? So intimacy and interaction, let me run now. I think I have two or three more so we can take questions if there is any. Right? Intimacy and interaction, it has to be continuous. Don't allow gap. Don't allow space. You know, uh, uh, give room for vulnerability. And vulnerability is something we have to deliberately develop. Because for some of us, life has not been fair. 
We are coming from a place where we have closed up, we are so hard, we are so, you know, we, we can't trust, we are not sure of what would happen if I'm vulnerable. And marriage requires vulnerability. There's no way you can, you can, you can build intimacy. Intimacy means into me, come and see. So I need to open up myself. Open up myself to allow this person come into my emotions, into my finances, into my heart, into my being. So that that's, 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 that's what the, the, the bonding is really, the living and the cleaving. Right? That's what it is really. And that's why, remember I keep saying, all things being equal, that you have done the right, you have laid the right foundation and you have picked the right person. And when there are difficulties in the marriage, you don't throw it away. You don't throw it away, you look for help. You look for help, and looking for help on time. Because that's one thing we realize also in counseling. People show up when we have to send them into the emergency room, into the intensive care. That a lot of damage has happened, layers upon layers. And the more you are in, the, you are in coma, you know there is more work to be done to revive you. So, intimacy and interaction. Keep the closeness. Sexual intimacy, emotional intimacy, intellectual intimacy. You want to share, you want to talk, you want to bond with this person. So, service. I've mentioned service before and I'm mentioning it again. You are coming into marriage to serve. You are coming into marriage to support. You are coming into marriage to give of your best to make sure that this person turns out well in your hand. Because if you, are serving, if you are serving people well, customer service, people like customer service, true or true? Nobody wants, to, nobody, nobody wants to go away from where they are being served properly. So if you serve your partner properly, it would not go. If you serve your wife properly, your wife will not what? Your wife will not go. So serve that person. I see you. Serve. Serve. Eh? You serve it. Anywhere, anytime, all the time, you serve it hot. If they want it cold, you serve it cold. <laughs> I don't know what those brothers are talking about, though. Me, I'm sure talking about serving. The way they are shouting. Because how will you have a prov uh, service provider? The network is always down. <laughs> that the server is always down. No. You have to know how to serve it properly. If you don't know, go and learn. Yeah, go and learn. So that you can do the needful. Are we together? So the H there is for honesty. Nothing kills relationship and marriage like lack of trust. You don't want to live with someone you are not sure of their next move. You are not sure if they are reliable. Can you depend on them? Can you trust their next move? Can you trust them with money? Can you trust them with your secrets? Can you trust them with your vulnerability? Can you trust them with your past? Can you trust them with your mistakes? Can I trust this person? Can I trust them with women? Can I trust them with men? Can I trust them with power? We were discussing in a group recently. I said, may the exposure that will destroy your marriage not happen to your partner. Amen. You don't understand. <laughs> Some people just get small promotion. And the level of people they begin to meet just changes all their. It's actually they, 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 they never had values. 
But it's, but it's not that they didn't have values. Some exposure happened to them at a time in their life where something was already happening in the marriage. And so the exposure came and stole them away and destroyed the relationship. May it not happen to us. So can I trust this person? Can I rely on this person? Yes, it is only God <laughs> that is the most reliable. But as human beings as well, we can't be reliable. We can't be trusted. We should be dependable. You don't know what it is like to have peace, that you have a partner who you are not, you are not worried of. He has eyes for women. He, she, she has men problem. You don't know the kind of peace already. The kind of peace that you have, my husband, to a large extent, if they're no use charm, catch him. It's okay. My wife, she doesn't have time for all of those. You don't know the kind of peace. Because they are telling some singles that the bad girls are getting husbands. And the good ones. It's a lie. You don't let the social media destroy your life. I'm sorry it's coming out that way. And all the bad girls are the ones getting husbands. Did they tell you where they get the husbands from? They will not come and tell you the amount of sexually transmitted diseases they are battling with. Having husband is different from having peaceful husband. Having a great husband. To find husband right now is the easiest thing to do. I tell you. But to get correct one. <laughs> it's not hard. It's, I'm not, that's not what I'm trying to get to. If you want to have husband, it's easy. There are several things you can do. You will have husband. But it is the aftermath that we are talking about. So when you now say, eh, eh, this one, and you are trying to compromise on major things. So the foundation is already faulty. So when you get into marriage, nobody, you met in the club, you have already slept together, aborted, blah, blah, and you want him to be faithful. You want him to suddenly get into marriage and become a good brother. All right, so I think I'm done on the acronym. So the last one will be R, which is respect. There is no marriage that can thrive without what? Respect. And it is mutual respect. It's mutual. You honor your wife, your wife honors you. You regard your wife, your wife regards you. Women are the most simplest people to. Uh, I want to say it. Let me say it. Because I've not even landed. You have said ma. We are very simple and easy. Honestly. It is you men that think we are hard. We are very simple. Just love us. Respect us. And give us small money. And then add small to it. And now add small. And just had a little small to it. A little, a little to it. And we are okay. Because sometimes we, we just, people make it look as if women are complicated. My husband will look at me and say, Wala, I take you. I say, I'm giving you Wala. Uh-huh. <laughs> because I love you. <laughs> so there has to be respect. Mutual respect. Mutual submission. The faces of the men I'm looking here, they are not African men. They are not culturally, Right? They are not the ones that want to labor and stress and put their wife under tension, all that stress, all that problem. No, they are the loving men. They are loving, they are kind, they are wonderful, they are romantic. They are, you know, they spend when they need to spend. They love up. They are kind. They are very responsible men. Very responsible men. Ah, clap for yourselves now. Or am I talking to people on the streets? (laughs) They are here. (laughs) 
Right. So respect the vows. I didn't hear that. Something is happening around that place. Yeah, yeah. So respect the vow that you also made. You made a vow. Respect it. Even when your partner is not there, respect it. Because that's one thing we lack. When my partner is not in view, I talk anyhow, I behave anyhow. You hug everybody. You are smoochy, smoochy everybody. You do all of those kind of things. Uh, yes. So even when your partner will not, will, may never find out, respect that person. In your thoughts, in your words, in your actions, in the things you say about your partner to others, respect that person. Are we together? So what? Figured out what we put together. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, P. Oh, partnership. So one minute partnership. It's friendship. That's the acronym of everything I've talked about. So and we know that marriage is about friendship. Right. So it's partnership, which means that everybody has their, their strength in the marriage. Everybody has their area of worth, their area of strength. So that relationship let us leverage on our worth, on our strength. We are not competing. You find some couples that have done my master's, and my, my, my husband has done master's, I'm going for my own. Husband has done her own, I'm going for a PhD, and you are wondering. Does having a PhD help you have a great marriage? Absolutely not. Because you will wonder, some of those guys that collect money from us in some garage, they are good husbands. They may be shouting, doing like, but in their home, they are good husbands. They, they, don't, they don't have any, any high tauf, any academic uh, exposure that much. But they are kind at home. They go to work, they bring money for their family. Some of them don't cheat. They are acting all of those scripts on the road to make a living. Are we together? So marriage is partnership. There are some things your husband can do, allow him to do it. There are some things your wife can do. God has brought that woman into your life as favor to make your journey easier. Allow her to thrive. You'll be doing yourself a lot of disservice if your wife is not growing, if she's not blossoming, if she's not exp finding expression to her gifts, her calling, her talent, her desires. So every one of us, let us, if you are the one that knows how to cook a goosey soup, cook it. Let us eat. If you are the one that knows how to make the money, make the money. Let us be happy. True or true? If you are the one that knows how to negotiate for business, do it. It's our nation. It's our family. It's our life. Anybody can make the money. Anybody can fend for the family. The both of us should do it. We joy with joy. As long as there is peace, there is intimacy, there is oneness, there is a direction for the family. If there is a joint vision, all of this, there will be little problems. And trusting that you married a sensible person. Hallelujah. So let's partner on our strength. Let's leverage on our strengths. I am weak in Samaria. My partner is strong in Samaria. Let us push it. Don't make, don't make your partner feel bad because they are incompetent in some areas. Because there are things that you also feel what are incompetent in. But when you see your marriage as partnership is easier, we are all a part of a team. Somebody will play the striker, right? Somebody will act as the goalkeeper, right? Somebody will act as the middleman. Somebody will be the defender. Will the defender say, because I'm a defender, the goalkeeper is irrelevant? Talk to me. No, we have our different roles to play. And when we come together, we synergize our personality, our dreams, our callings, our giftings. We make the best of our relationship. All right, so I think we have learned a lot today. Have you learned one or two things today? Right, thank you so much for listening.
Ultimately, like we keep saying, the reason why we do this is that you go home and begin to put these things to work. To work. Just let's take baby steps. Let your relationship with your partner get better. Some of us have children already, and for those children, premarital counseling has started. We are already training them on how to do marriage. You may think they are two, they are four, they are five, they are already seen. Right? Okay. So let's take a few questions if there is any. Please, I don't know why little things get me irritated in relationships, and I easily get tired of relationships after a while. What do I, what can I do to stop? Um, okay, so I would like that if you want to ask questions, just give it a bit of, you know, more information. Right. If you have, if you have noted this about yourself, that you get irritated in relationship. We need to actually define what is getting you irritated because it appears that it's more than one relationship. Maybe you have had, you have had a few you know, interaction with people and you get easily tired of relationship. Mm. So we need to find out what's getting you irritated and we need to find out how you got to that point. Could it be that you have high, high expectations Sometimes you could have a lot of high expectations of this other person. Am I communicating? And the man or the woman is not delivering as much as you expect, and so you get irritated, and you get easily tired of relationship after a while. That could be one of the reasons. Another reason could also be that um, could also be that maybe you don't trust enough, trusting enough that the relationship you know could could thrive could blossom, and every relationship would have different seasons, right? And so, and the person would do things, because that person is not perfect. That person might do things you are not comfortable with, you are not happy with, and so, perhaps you are not giving people the chances to make mistakes and, and grow with you. Once they make a mistake, you want to cut it off. Am I, am I making sense? Yeah. So because I don't have the full picture, but what can you do? I'm glad that you already have this awareness. So it would be nice to sit down with yourself and check in. What are those things that really get me irritated? Lack of trust, lack of seriousness, too much expectation, right? And then look at them one after the other. Are you being fair to the other person? If you switch it and someone is expecting so much from you, someone is not giving you space to even try to, to mess up a little bit and then forgive and come back, right? So I, I don't want to say I'm seeing unforgiveness in this, but if, if it's unforgiveness, it's a major thing you have to deal with. Because like I said, when I was teaching, you will get married and that person will offend you, that person will irritate you. <laughs> that person will irritate you. You know, the only, thing, the only thing that you don't want to happen is that your partner gets into thin things that are sinful, right? Sinful, bad habit, drugs, and all that. But little, little things sometimes, not getting ready enough, not putting their toe well in the right place, not, some of those things will irritate you. Am I communicating? So, I hope that helps. Sit down with yourself, ask yourself, define it, what irritates me. Know yourself, more self-awareness would, would be good. All right. 
how does one know if one's husband, if one's husband to be is stingy? Since most people frown. Pastor Ida and Stingy Men Association. How does one know if one's husband to be is stingy? Since most people frown at a woman asking for money from a man while in a relationship. Your relationship will go through different seasons and different phases. At the first two stages of dating and asking, you may not be expected to ask outrightly. But your relationship gets to a level after months or years where the both of you are committed to each other. You love each other. You can see sincerity. You can be broke and your, and your woman can be of help. She can't be broke and your man can be of help. That's established, right? So how can you know someone who is stingy? There are several things. But the fact that, so, so we, can't, we can't say, ah, I'm dating this person for six months. He, never buy, he has never bought me a gift. It is stingy. Mm -mm. Right? So there is, no, there is no exact way. But there are, there are some things that may leave a clue. Pointers, you know. Six months is too much for... He hasn't bought something. Six months, Abby. Ah. Hmm. I want sisters. Yeah. This one's on fire. Ah. Brothers, we run. Whoa. Six months is too much. Yes. To have bought what, really? To have bought a gift, Abby. Hmm. Take out. Nah. I'll be lunch or dinner or something. Okay, okay, so I agree. I, I get it. I get it. So now, when you are dating some. <laughs> Even the sister that has asked this question, I can see that her voice is the loudest. I will soon figure out who the person is. <laughs> so, how can you know? So, do not assume. If I was. Um, so one thing if, the thing, if you think the person is stingy, have a conversation. So don't assume the person is stingy because the person also may have another, a different perspective from what you are thinking. The person may be thinking, our relationship has not even gotten to a level. I remember my husband buying me, don't even let me mention what the guy bought. I said, what are, you like uh, uh, Aproko? I said, we are still at the talking face. Why will you be buying me such a gift? I just went to my pockets, I put it under my bed. I'm like, are you for real? You don't buy ladies things like this. You can figure out what it is. Don't worry. So, somebody say brown pants. That's not what he bought. Though. <laughs> I will like, throw it back at him. <laughs> right? So, you have to have a conversation with the person. And so, if you are saying that, take out. Can you also, can you also initiate it? Can you also act what you are expecting? Would it be wrong of you as a lady to also save up a few thousands and say, guy, let me take you out? Uh, the way some of us are opening our mouths, that, that's why some of them are disrespecting us. Because we need, to be, we need to be frank with ourselves. Yeah, women are receivers, men are givers, but women are also givers. They have been telling us where we like to collect and receive, and, and that's why the question is saying that some people frown at you know, women asking for money, asking for things. But the, your, your relationship will get to a level where it pretty much becomes, you know, free. Yeah. I can ask, you can get, I can. So when you are still building, don't collect. When you have not reached that level, don't.
Don't ask for too much. Relationship is not financial bailout. So if you also think you should give, give. But when your relationship now gets to that point where you are talking, you are more commit, committed, you are seeing that this person is serious, have a conversation. I kind of think, you know, I would like to or just test the person. That's why I said initiate it first. You also give something. It could be a card. It could be, I don't know, figure out what the person needs that you can afford and then buy it and give time. The person does nothing. Have a conversation. Trust me, the person may not know. The person may not think it's the right time. Like I said, there may be different views. The person may not be stingy because I, I run away from trying to quickly label. You are stingy. You are greedy. You are, mm -mm. Let's be sure exactly what it is. So when you talk with the person and the person now you didn't see any changes again. Revisit it, right? You didn't see any changes. Now demand or play out a scenario where you needed something major and see how this person will respond. Am I communicating? Play out a scenario. Maybe mom is sick or something. Just come up with something. And then see, would this person be responsive? And then again, this person you were asking, can he or she afford it? And what you are asking again, does it make sense? My salary is 150K and you are asking me for a shoe worth 70,000, I will not marry you. It won't be a wise investment. That's the truth. Because I will be wondering, ah, ah. Are, you, are you a wicked person? <laughs> it's not, even God is 10%. Sometimes we even violate, the man did not, will not kill you. Right, so that's what I think, that's what I, so ask and make sure that your relationship is at the right face for you to have such, um, have such conversation. Our mother-in-law mm -hmm. mother has been living with us for a while. I love her, but every time I ask my husband when she would go back, he says it's because, mm, it's because I hate her. Your mother-in-law has been living with you for a while. We don't know the many circumstances that surround that. Um, and you love her, right? But every time you ask when she would go, because she has to go. Yeah, or, well, it doesn't appear you guys have a clear agreement on when she will. And that's why I said there may be a lot of factors surrounding this. But whatever it is, now that the, the way your husband is responding, Saying because you hate her. Right? We can, we can only hear from the woman. If, if husband is here, perhaps he should defend himself. Or let us know, you know, because sometimes you... She's just speaking from how she... Our own point of, you know, um, our own standpoint. But what would make your husband think you hate her? I'm thinking, are there been scenarios, issues, you know... Mother-in-law and wife is you. Kilo de gongono. Right, but I would, I, what I would say to this would be that there has to be, there has to be a deliberate conversation around this, which I want to believe might have happened. But based on this awareness and information coming again today, let the both of you have a sit down. Because you both have to agree. If your wife doesn't want her around, like she said, she loves her. 
She can go and come, go and come, but living for you for a while, we don't know how the, a while, a while could mean a month, could mean three months, could even mean three years. Right? But anytime I ask my husband, that she, when, is she, when will she go back? That means she wants her to go back. And should she go back? Yeah, it's a house. It's a house. Right? So because, hmm? The wife's house, yes. It's not husband's house, it's our house. Husband's house, house. house. Yeah, and it's not mother in law's house. If we take a woman away from the house, there's no house now. Right? <laughs> so um, I'm kind of finding it a bit hard because I wish I can hear from the man. Maybe the man may also have, you know. But let the conversation happen. What direction do you want your family to go? How of help, how of benefit is her staying with you? Can we agree when she, when she would leave? If you think I hate your mother, what are the reasons why you think I hate your mother? Can I also defend myself? Can I also defend myself because she's saying I love her? Right? So please let the conversation happen. And everything you are doing, let it be in the interest of your wife. I tell men, listen guys, the more yes to say to your wife, ah, the peace you will have. It's not because I'm a woman, no. It's the truth. Pastor Abby, let your no be fewer. Can we do this? Yes, my darling. You are sowing seeds. The day you will ask for one heavy one, she will not have a choice but to also tell you a yes. Let her say yes. Once you, dis- once you realize this is my wife and she loves me, she's after my interest, she's after my blessing, she's a favor to my life, let her say yes to her. Let's do this. Yes, okay. Yeah. Yes, okay. Yes. Okay. Let your no be very few. You are so insistent. and you're just, <laughs> a happy wife is a happy life. Don't let anybody confuse you. Oh, because we have, we have, when we mix everything together, <laughs> we run. What are the things that trigger and sustain? Ah, this is a, this is a, this is a whole message on its own. What are the things that trigger and sustain cheating? And it's a lot. It's plenty. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. It can be triggered by someone who is, um, who wants to be curious. It can be triggered by the wrong environment, wrong company. It can be triggered by the wrong beliefs. It can be triggered by past experience. It can be triggered by lack of respect and regard for partner. It can be triggered by, by alcohol. Company, it can be triggered by loss of job, emotional distress. I mean cheating. But that's sustaining. I'm, just, I'm, not, I'm not talking sustaining now, I'm talking cheating. Because it's a different thing when you say sustain. That word sustain is more positive than to, to attach it to infidelity. You know, I understand, sir, I understand. That, you know, when the person now cheats and the person is not repentant, it now becomes a serial cheater. Right? Proper philandra, is a... You know, it's the lifestyle. What, what sustains it? I didn't hear that. Philanthropist. animal <laughs> shall. No. <laughs> Those are. So, I hope you are learning. Right? So, pastor, stop it, sir. 
water is distracting me. <laughs> so, um, um, so I, I, I also want to find out what's in the mind of this person. Maybe you are probably late because this is just this is not a direct question, really. Oh, how can I help my husband stop cheating? Or help my wife from cheating? Blah, blah. But a lot of things can trigger anybody to cheat. Lack of value, lack of self-respect too. You know, emotional stress can trigger it. Wrong environment, wrong company. You know, promotion can trigger it. You enter some room, just be seeing different things. And the promotion can also, you know, uh, trigger it. But, so, so, but sustaining it is a different thing. If it becomes a pattern, if it becomes, you know, um, a, a, a more deeper emotional problem for that person, the person may even be battling it. That person is really battling to stop being an adulterer, but that person has lost the personal help and may require some intervention. Right? So, but once that person gets on that frequency, it becomes a lifestyle, it becomes a pattern. They are looking for something. And that's why I said sometimes people can get into infidelity as a result of loss of jobs, stress of life, lack of money, or you know, a, a, a very painful experience happened, and they are looking for succor. They're looking for something to step down. So they get into it. Now the problem has been resolved, but they're already addicted to that journey. So if you have help, if you um, need help, please seek, seek for help. Thank you so much. I think we have had a great day together. God bless you. Thank you. Oh, final one. Personal security of a partner. Personal insecurity of a partner can damage a marriage creating lack of trust. How can a couple going through such environment handle this? Personal insecurity of a partner. Yeah, I agree. That, that, you know, people don't just become insecure. It's not innate for anybody to be insecure. They learned it through experience of life, situations, environment, and significant experiences. Am I communicating? So someone gets to a point where really they have personal issues with being you know, secure, can damage a marriage, yes, right? When you are just insecure, you see somebody with your husband, somebody with your wife, or how the person manages funds and all that, and it can create lack of trust, yes. How can a couple going through such environment undo this? Yeah, we need to find out the root cause of how that person got to that point of being insecure. Is it as a result of what has happened in the marriage? or other external factors. Am I communicating? So when we find out what it, like I was sharing the story of the man who we are trying to recover and he's still putting pictures up, still posting, blah, 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 adding fuel to fire, right? So, but when this person says personal insecurity, perhaps it's not as a result of what has happened, you know, in the marriage, maybe from past experiences. So this person might need to check any therapy because yeah, you can actually use this to destroy a relationship. Because you just keep finding now that you can't, you, can't just, you can't just trust. You can't just find your partner reliable. And so at everything they do, you pick on it. How do you want the other person to feel? Especially when that person is not even doing anything to harm, hurt, hurt you or you know, betray the trust you have in them. Am I making a bit of sense? Right, so how can a couple going through this? Sit down, talk about it. Communication, 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 communication. So express yourself. This is how I feel. This is how you feel, which I think must have happened. But if talking about it doesn't help, if you also trying to allay that person's fears, 
So if the person tells you, maybe when you come back late, I feel, can you also help to readjust your life to just help your partner feel a bit more secured? Am I communicating? Or when you talk to certain people, when you mix up with certain people, when you do certain things, I kind of feel um, um, this way. So can you take up that responsibility and do it? And if you have tried, nothing has helped. This person needs further intervention. It might be as a result of deeper issues that you know nothing about. It may, not, it may have nothing to do with your partner. Right? It may have nothing to do with your partner. Thank you so much. God bless you. Wow. You must agree with me. This is one um, teaching you need to listen to again and again and again. So much was packed into that um, over one hour of teaching. Please, can you help me appreciate that one more time? Because she has one more thing. I don't direct know. Yeah. This is a direct message. Let me quickly take this. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, I am 37 years old. I didn't plan to be single till now, but cool with my life. Awesome. I met this man through an, I met this man through an older colleague. He is matured than I am. Very nice, makes me laugh, friendly, friendly, respects me, and he owns a good business. He drinks alcohol, but says, is a social drinker. He drinks alcohol, says he's a social drinker, and nothing much to read. We have similar interests, and I want to consider him. <clears throat> but unsure. <laughs> you people should be coming down. He drinks alcohol, says he's a good. He's a social drinker, nothing much to read. We have similar interests, and I want to consider him, but unsure about the alcohol thing. The other brother in church is also a nice person and good looking, but not so interesting for me. It can be too, it can be too old school in approach. Would like to hear your opinion, Coach Kemi. Mm. Brother. Mm. We should start from the brother, Abby. Mm. Mm. They are buried in the book of Abacock. <laughs> oh, it's a jazz Oof. Okay. I'm 37, so I presume you said that to make me know that I'm not a young woman. All right. But I like the fact that you say you are cool with your life. Beautiful. Um, so I met this man, he's an older colleague, so you didn't, you didn't tell us the age, you know, it would be nice to know, older colleague, so I'm thinking maybe five years older than you or more, but the alcohol thing seems to be the problem here, because I, I also like all the qualities you have described him with, he's nice, he's, um, he makes you laugh, hmm. he's friendly, respect, so I, 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 can, I, can, I can almost figure out this person's personality a bit, right? So, 
So you are asking this question already because there is a, there is a, there is a war inside. You know, the thing I want to do, the thing I don't... This guy is cool, he's nice, but... So, a social drinker, if I understand, someone who drinks casually, I go to party, they give us a drink, Abby? Champagne, hmm, you know, I drink wines, you know, not, not trophy, not beer palo. Okay, this is us trying to figure out, too. Pastor, we are not sure, but that's what social drinker is, right? And um, you have similar interests, good, and I want to consider him, but unsure. Hmm. So this is what's going to happen. Um... Fast forward, you marry a social drinker. He may remain a social drinker. Right? Another tendency is that he may move from a social drinker to drinking to stupor. Another thing is he may stop drinking. Another thing is he may have cigarettes to eat. Another thing is it could influence you to start drinking socially. So, because I, also, I, I don't like to, if you have noticed, I don't like to respond question. I'm not a yes or no person, right? So I'm going to just guide you to make your own decision. Are we together? Yes. Let's do one minute. So, but I, I know you have the struggle because your age and this person kind of looks like, takes some of the things you want in a partner, you know, but he drinks, and you have to marry, you don't have to marry hope, you have to marry reality, so this is the person, and thankfully this person didn't lie, it would have been worse if we hit this part, of, you know, this side to you, and you discover a marriage, so it's a good guy, right, and so, I'm also trying to figure out the belief of this person because if this person is a Catholic, drinking socially will not be a sin, will not be a problem. So the war you are having is because there is a disconnect in your beliefs. So it's a decision for you to make and, make and negotiate it very well. But I'm thinking for you to be having that conflict, that means it's a, it's, 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 it's a no for you, but you are trying to be, ah, eh, you know, it's not that, you know, it will not, it will not, but we have to, we have to also expand on the tendencies. And that's what I've just done. It's possible you marry him and he stops drinking. Another thing could be, we have seen people who are in relationship and they drop habits because they love that person. It happens. I love you enough to have you, and I'll let this go. But that would be a nine-month journey to confirm that really this person has gotten to that point where you can trust that decision they have made. So it's a nine month of no alcohol before you take that decision. That would be my opinion. To marry this person, it's your choice. I will not live with him. And pastor will not. Just that when will I start? Pastor we <laughs> it is where. You pray, Abby. So it's your choice, it's your decision. But for that work to be internally, please check it. It means that you wouldn't want to. So the other brother, you didn't give us more. You didn't give us much. They said the brother is old school. Brother, if you are here, please be new school. You can teach him up, Abby. Mm. 
So the Bible that is old school can also be new school. Right? Because he said he's, he's, a good, he's a nice person and good looking, but not so interesting. Right? So if he's not so interesting, he might be open. It's his life. Some brother is life. Life has beaten them hard. It has flogged the interesting out. Interest has gone left. Sin has gone right. Everything is just on a low. So they're looking for somebody who's also ginger their swagger. Right? So you might just be that, that person who could also help. But it's your choice, my sister. If you want to speak with me directly, that would be fine. But, you know, and pray out in the spirit. Right? To be sure. But since you're already having that war internally, it might just be the reason why you are. But that would be my opinion. It's for you to make a decision. But you are marrying reality. Don't marry hope. I marry him. I know. I hope that after a few months in my... Mm, don't marry hope because nothing may change. Right? I hope that helps. Thank you. All right. Interesting question. Um, I feel like the person already knows what to do. Was just trying to find out whether we can help her change her mind. Because when you start having those scratches inside, he's nice, he's tall, he does all this, uh, but this, can't I just manage him? You already know. Something's already telling you no. That's why you're like, okay, let me just put it. They just say, eh, you can manage. You're like, well, they said it. Eh? Um, habits are very interesting. Somebody said, said social drinker. The question is, how often does he have social events? If it's every day, that's not social again. Okay? So, ask questions, be sure. Since you already know that, that is a deal breaker for you. I know you're also considering the fact that, hey, I'm 37. So, that's another thing. But like they said, we will not take decision for you. Before you said, it was Pastor Bennett. It wasn't. He said it. No. Hallelujah. It's been a full day, beautiful day. First of all, we had an amazing service, and now we had an amazing time. Please, can you help me appreciate that one more time? I like the people are shouting, woo! So I don't want to, I've told you guys, I don't want to see any copy of our books left. I still have a few. You must buy. In fact, what I'll be doing is, ah, do you have no ticket? I'll collect my, my money from you. That's what I'm going to do next. All right. Um, okay, I'll hold on. So um, we're going to try and finish for one going forward. Okay. Uh, we didn't start on time. And again, if people gather on time, we'll start early. But you can't expect us to bring her all the way from the abroad to come and speak to us. And some of you are still outside buying meat pie. Yeah? So please. Come in on time, we'll start on time, we'll finish on time. All right. And if you have questions, more questions, you can send it to that Slido um, link. We'll look at it and we'll still share uh, with her and then we'll get back to her. Please, once again, can you appreciate her? Appreciate her husband and her colleague. Are we ready to go home? Or we should do round two? Why you should know, you should know, and you should know that you should know. If not, you won't know. That's the next topic. God bless you. Let me call up my, my guy, the Lord. Our mother in Africa, not in Israel again. We said in 